0: Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thanks for joining me for the Smarter Business Moves podcast. If content marketing is part of your growth strategy, head over to my new podcast, Content Marketing School, and visit contentmarketingschoolonline.com for resources. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thank you for joining me for the Smarter Career and Business Moves podcast. My goal is always to inform, educate, and inspire. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is where you are joining us from. Um, I'm Annette Richmond. This is the Smarter Career and Business Moves LinkedIn live show. And um, I'm so excited to be here today with Shannon. Um, If you are in the audience, please feel free to uh, say hello. Tell us where you are joining us from and we will see your comments in in the studio. So, Shannon. So. We met sort of um, a mutual friend, Donna, right, uh, gave you my name to contact me. And so we, you know, chatted a little bit and we've gotten to know each other on LinkedIn. But for people who, you know, may not know you, uh, please tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's been so nice to connect with you, Annette. And and for me, I um, was a... Uh, television producer for 16 years, and then I pivoted, opened my own first business, and then I pivoted again, and opened a second business, and that's Second Act Success, where I now um, teach other women and kind of coach them to start over and find their next act. Well, you know,
0: I I love that, and it's it's interesting to me, you know, um, I have someone who has changed jobs, I have changed careers completely more than once. Uh, you know, quite, quite radically. And I have a few thoughts on on today's topic, which you selected, which, which I love the idea of moving from one job you love to another one. And I'm curious, um, because as you mentioned, you know, the second act. And so it feels like um, You're you're talking about a midlife or mid-career change. So can you expand on that and maybe
1: clarify what you mean by that? Absolutely. So it's really just sometimes we wake up and it can be as early as your, you know, say late 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever it might be, where you wake up and you have this career that you set out on this trajectory to be this one thing, and then you realize it doesn't quite fit into the lifestyle that you have at that point. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to start a second act and figure it out. Maybe you want to open a business. Maybe you want to just change careers and try a different field that you've always been interested in. So it's just that idea of starting over and starting a second act in life and not sticking with the plan from graduation to retirement.
0: Well, you know, I, I, we, Chatted about this briefly before we came on air, the whole idea, though, of the dream job. Now, um, you know, as I think I've said to you before I was in the career field, I was a magazine writer and that was my dream job. I had always wanted to be a professional writer. And, you know, I spent I think it took me seven years on and off to get my degree working full time. And I finally did land that job. Um, But you know, one of the things that I learned from being there is my dream job was not as dreamy as I thought it would be. Now, I loved interviewing people. I had a great boss. I learned so much from her Um and I got to go to trade shows and talk to, you know, company presidents and, and things like that. And I also got to work with the photographer when we had product in and she was down there, you know, working, uh, doing shots for for the cover of the magazine. But I also, after all this was over, had to type out labels to ship all these products back. There could be like 50 different things from different companies to the manufacturers on a typewriter. So, you know, yes, I'm kind of dating myself, but also publishing was just like really cheap. And so can you talk a little bit about the idea of, you know, the dream job and what is that dream job? What does that really mean?
1: I for me I think it's a dream job that maybe when you're a little boy or a little girl and you think like I want to do that when I'm older. So for me I wanted to work in television. I was a TV kid. That's all I I did. I was a theater person in high school and college and I just wanted to work in the industry. So that was just my dream and I think that's for anyone. You might dream of being a teacher or being a fireman, whatever it might be. And then when you get there, you do realize, as you mentioned, that there's a lot of work that isn't so dreamy. You know, for you, it was typing those things out. For me, it was like being a production assistant and paving my way up the ladder and making photocopies and running tapes. This is back before a lot of things were digital. Mm-hmm. Running tapes up and down the streets of Manhattan and feeling all that pressure. And that was not fun. <laughs> but, you know, you you get to eventually achieve what you've always dreamt about and you know maybe it is what you've always wanted or maybe it's not as glamorous and not as exciting but i think it's pretty cool to have that dream whatever it might be and achieve it and be able to check the box and say i wanted to do this i did it you know as exciting as it is or not
0: oh you know i i agree i agree you know i i still remember the first time i had my byline and it was so exciting and i i absolutely did love that job although I did you know, obviously shift and and move on. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, although I had to struggle to get that degree, that is one of the proudest things that I have ever, ever done. But um, I'd I'd like to talk a little bit about um, managing expectations. And we also, you know, we're talking about, I, I brought up the phrase to you, you know, if you do what you love, you know, you'll never work a day in your life, which, you know, I am not a fan of, you mentioned you're not either. Because I think it, it kind of shifts expectations. But um, also, I am curious about um, making the shift and managing expectations. You know, what people should manage their expectations. Because as I mentioned, you know, I, I went back to school. Sometimes it involves training. When I was working at the magazine, I was bartending like three nights a week to pay my rent. Because I wasn't making much money. And so, you know, whether you are starting a business or shifting in your career, um, there can be a a lower level title, perhaps less money, maybe not, not necessarily. Um, As you mentioned, the working up the ladder, doing all the grunt jobs. So what are some ways, if you can just give a few ways that people can um, manage their expectations
1: Absolutely. I think it comes down, I always say it comes down to your why. So if you're making this change, starting a business, whatever it might be, know why you're doing it because you don't want to leave something that's unfulfilling to jump into something else that's unfulfilling. So, Mm -hmm. really, to know your why. And I think when you're in that kind of midlife period, you know what you want and what you don't want. So, really, make that list. Maybe I don't want to work weekends. I want to be done by three o'clock to pick up the kids from school, whatever it might be. And then tailor that new venture to those things that are your non-negotiables. And then as you're thinking of that switch, do manage those expectations. Because for me, I went from a very well-paying six-figure salary to making zero money as I grew my first business. And that was a big transition for my family and I just hustled and I knew it's got to work, it's got to work. So I managed those expectations. We cut where we could. And then eventually it grew. Mm -hmm. And I think for everyone, like if you are in a job that has, you know, that is paying at the moment, if you've got that stability, then what I call is like learn and leap, you know, do your research, think about your non-negotiables while you got that paycheck so that when you feel like the time is right, you can leap and try it. But you know what to expect. Nothing's going to happen overnight. You know, there's going to be some downtime. So you want to prepare for that.
0: Yeah, you know, and and I I um like the idea of the the non-negotiables. Um, you know, I I always think um, when people are say switching jobs, if they're just job changing, people say if you're looking at jobs, you know, you the pros and the cons of things. But um, what I what you just made me think of uh, the whole thing that I learned actually as a vocational counselor was to have your criteria, and so you have your criteria of what's most important to you, maybe the top five things, and you match what you're planning to do we're trying to do against those and um, I'd like you to go into um, some more ways because you know you're working with people that are doing this um, that people can can manage that I mean I know I don't have kids but I do know people who started their own business and they wanted to be you know they stop at three because they had to get the kids I mean the kids home so when the kids went to bed they were working at night or like me when I was doing the, you know, working at the magazine that I was bartending at night. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, maybe strategies that people might be able to use?
1: Yes. So I think having that support system is is great, whether you are a parent or not, just having someone who's supporting your venture and someone who can say, okay, you're, you know, you're going to be in this kind of, flex period. So I'm going to pick up the slack with the rent or the mortgage, and I'm going to help out here. So whether it's a partner or a friend or a family member, that is wonderful. And that's not always the case that you can have that. But if you can, that's amazing. Or like you, Annette, like know that, okay, I'm going to be in this lull period figuring things out. I'm going to get that bartending job. I'm going to get that little side job that will give me enough support and make me feel confident that I'm on the right path while I figure it out and grow this new situation. And and really it's doing the things like staying up late. Like for me, when I left television, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a master's and I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm gonna get a master's. (laughs) Like so random, not what I wanted, but I figured that is a means to an end. And so I would work, I took a nine to five job that I did not like at all. Worked that during the day, picked up the kids, put them to sleep and then took that master's program at night. And it was just, you're figuring it out and it's okay for it to change. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're just going to find what fits with you. So it's really knowing your priorities or your non-negotiables in your life and then figuring it out. But those late nights, I mean, you can be really productive in those. I was up late last night, just doing a bunch of social posts and kind of like the grunt work that, you know, I don't want to use during the day, but I had a burst of energy and I was taking advantage of that, you know? Mm
0: yeah no i hear you and you know i will say when i was getting that that bachelor's i was um i was single at the time and so i was only relying on myself for the for the bills and when i went back and got a master's in psych i was married and so you know i my husband was able to you know take over the bills and everything while i was going to school even though i was working full time um, I still had to devote a lot of time to my studies. And I will tell you, though, when I was single, boy, I lost boyfriends. I lost friends because I was, you know, on the weekend, I would work all week. And then on the weekend, I'd be, you know, reading Shakespeare or something while, you know, my boyfriend was like, oh, are we going out tonight? It's like, nah, okay, I'm in the editing studio. So, um, you know, there there are those expectations. And um, I, as I'm as I'm thinking about this, um, and I found that um, I, I did have to sort of change my lifestyle, um, you know, that kind of goes along with um, every career shift that I've had is, is a change in my lifestyle. Um, but it's also that um, your relationships and sometimes your, your friendships change. And I think it's um, not so much that people are um, you know, jealous, or they they don't want you to have success. But they, they feel I had friends that thought I was felt me drifting away from them. And, and I was kind of as I moved into a different part of my life. So can you talk a little bit
1: about that? Yeah, that that's happened to me, too. When I left TV, I literally knew no one, maybe my high school friends, but otherwise, everyone was in the industry, my husband, everyone I knew, and it was a big identity shift for me, for me to realize that I was more than a television producer, you know, and for my friends to understand why I was leaving this glamorous career path to start a business and figure things out from the ground up. And so I feel you. It was, it's definitely, I think it's the matter of, of again, looking inside and knowing the confidence, knowing why you're making the shift and, and eventually everyone's going to see it's going to become clear to them too. And when I did launch my business, my friends were like, wow, you did this. Like our skills in TV do transfer. And, and it was like, then they were like, well, how did you do it? You know, when I'm ready, can we talk? And that's kind of how my idea to become a career coach came about because people were curious how I made that shift. And, you know, and then people, you're right. When I was working in my first business, I wasn't in New York city going out every night with my friends anymore. It was, I've got two little ones and I have to work. All day long, any second I can to grow this business, and you just have to find the time to make those priorities. Maybe like tonight, I'm going out with an old friend from Los Angeles because if we don't, we'll never see each other. So it's on the calendar. We're getting dinner, and I think it's just you saying, "I've got my family, I've got my work, but I have to maintain these relationships and friendships as well." And just carving out that time—you benefit once a month—that is for you to get back to who you are all careers everything else aside because that's important in just sustaining you for the long haul you are one person and, and you are so important so get back to you sometimes and everything else will fall into place
0: yes you know that that is so true and and for me during the pandemic what I missed most was seeing my girlfriends really That's what I missed most seeing my girlfriends for lunch and um, and that was the worst part of it uh, for me. but um mm-hmm. can you can you talk a little bit about um, you know if if someone is in a career and, they think okay i'm in marketing right now and i'm a director of marketing and i would like to go into um, public relations or maybe i want to work in publishing or something like that or um i am here and i have my job and i don't really like it and i but i you know i want to start my own business but how do people how can they sort of research and see if it's feasible for them to I mean, I could want to be an astronaut all I you know, I could dream about it and vision board about it and meditate on it. But that ain't happening for me because I'm too old for that. So how do people sort of, um, you know, how can they maybe figure it out to sort of save themselves some heartbreak?
1: Right. I think that's an excellent question because you know what, you can think you want to be an astronaut and you get in there and you start taking those classes kind of like me with, with education. And then you realize this is not for me. And I had some other, you know, expectation of what it would be. So my big thing is informational interviews, right? Like getting out there, like you and I just met through a mutual friend and had a great connection. And I think that can be, that we're so lucky in social media and in that sense, right. Of connecting us with people, and just saying, like, hey, who do you know? Like, I made a post um, before the holidays saying, hey, if you're at a holiday party and you're thinking of trying something new, just mention it. See what people think. And people really resonated with that. Of like, wow, if I do say I want to, I'm thinking about this career change. There could be someone at that party that knows someone that can introduce me to that person and talk to them about it and find out if it's really what I think it's cracked up to be. So, so my advice is really. Meet people, network, use your network online, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, and ask people to help. Ask them to have an informational interview or set you up with someone for a 10-minute phone call or even an email exchange that you can just ask questions and really find out from someone who's on the inside what that job entails and if that's something that you do want to pursue. Mm -hmm. And if it is, then you can do more of your own research find out what the pay is what the flexibility do you work at home do you have to go in all of that stuff you can research but that initial contact with someone who actually knows is so beneficial and you you know Annette like when our friend introduced us you were happy to chat with me and i was so excited about it and thankful and other people really want to help so if someone reaches out to me i'm gladly going to hop, hop on a zoom call and and chat with them. I mean, I feel like we all are at a place where we'd be happy to help others.
0: Oh, yes, you know, that is true. And and I think it's important to, um, as I talked about all the times and, and I tell people, and I'm sure you do, I have people because I've been in the career field for 20 something years and they're like, oh, I'm looking for a job. Can you keep your eyes open for me? It's like, okay, so for what do you want? You know, Oh, well, I'm looking for a director of marketing and I wanna work for a PR firm or something like that. And that can be so, you know, so helpful um, when when trying to uh, trying to decide. And um, talk a little bit about the, the the transferable skills also, because, you know, as I was looking on your on your profile and I see that you're also a Lego certified serious play facilitator. So I guess that's kind of where that whole education comes in, that you're, you know, working using Lego, I guess, to help children learn and um, I mean, I feel like that, too. My my original when I was, a you know, 10 years old, play with my cousins was play teacher. So, you know, and I get that same um, excitement if I'm doing a training or something like that. So so can you talk a little bit about how your sort of experience with that, how how you trans transferred yourself from producer to having this business and choosing that business and then jumping to where you are
1: now? I think it was for me, I had a three-year-old and a newborn at the time when I decided to leave TV. My show was canceled and I took that as a sign of like, okay, this is my chance to figure it out. So I had these two little boys and I was doing this master's in education for whatever reason. And all of that came together. And I said, there's something about STEM and teaching kids to think like engineers. And I started researching about opening my own business and I jumped, fell into a franchise that teaches that. So that was my first business. It's a Snapology franchise. And I've been in it over six years now and it's really successful. I'm a Lego serious, uh, serious play facilitator. So I go into businesses and I teach adults about team building through Lego building. It's really incredible and super, super fun. Um, it's fun to see all these men in suits like building with Legos and, and solving problems. It's really cool. So when I decided to leave TV though, I said, gosh, I, how am I gonna transfer those skills? And I really thought about it and it was all about being a people person, right? I had to deal with celebrities and agents and studios and you know other executives. And it was writing, I had to write scripts, I had to write copy, promo, marketing. And organizing, being a producer is taking an idea and making it come to life. So Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, all of those ideas lead to being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, taking an idea and growing it. And it really, it all transferred over really, really well. And the people aspect, it was great. I have my customers, I have students, um, I have other you know, businesses that I deal with and partners. So that all really transferred. And then in the career coaching, it just made sense because I had done it and people were asking me for advice. So it's really been kind of a through line is helping get things done producing your own life, right? Like getting things done, helping other people and, you know, TV was wonderful and exciting, but now I'm really getting to serve families in my community through my one business and other women and men, um, you know, who are looking to find their second act too. So it's, I think everyone, when you think about your transferable skills, write it all down, as tedious it is, the littlest thing that you do in your day to day and really Be proud of those things and think about how those could transfer. How would you talk to a hiring manager about how you could use writing scripts for TV to writing promo copy for, you know, just Mm -hmm. it's amazing how it really there are through lines in so many different careers.
0: Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely. I do want to just say hi to to my friend Sarah, who says that her son was like wow when she did it and when she's when she opened her business and she now has a couple of successful businesses. So I Sarah, thank you for for joining us. And um, you know, I I uh, love that whole idea of um You know, the transferable skills. And one thing that I did, although I had gone back and got a master's when I was in my first job in the career field was at a training and placement facility for, uh, uh, for um it was actually for chronically mentally ill Th- those were our clients and they were the most awesome people our clients were just fabulous. so dedicated yeah. um it was just kind of a like a mainstream and, and i did some teaching there and and whatever but um one of the things that i talked about one of the things that we had to do was write reports and we had to interact with the clients um collateral people collaterals, people would come in for like a 12-week training program. And so I did. I focused on my ability to write and my ability to interview and get that information. So there are things, and sometimes, you know, it's a matter of thinking of them. And also, I'm guessing people should focus on things that they actually want to do. Yes,
1: (laughs) yes. Right. That's so true. You don't want to take the (laughs) grunt work that you didn't want to do and do it again. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So I you know, I I always like to um, ask people, what is your favorite thing? What's the best part about what you
1: do? What I do now is really just seeing that light bulb go off with my clients of like, oh, my gosh, like this is working out. I just had a client who had literally 10 ideas in her head of what she wanted to do. And she could not narrow it down. And we worked for weeks to narrow it down to really what fit her. And she just decided, she's down to two things, but she did open an Etsy shop last week. And that's a step in the right direction. And that was just really cool to see, you know, all that mess in your head. Sometimes you just need to get it organized and I think that's the best part of what I get to do is to see someone step into their own for their second act and and realize that you don't have to say in the same thing or stay stuck. Yeah, you know,
0: I I love that too. And I think it's also about, um, you know, breaking things into chunks and having the steps. Like for me, when I got my bachelor's, I did my associate's first. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a couple classes. Yeah, okay, this is kind of working for me. All right, I'm going to, um, you know, enroll and I'm going to go for that. And if you do it, you know, just taking those steps is really, you know, uh, is so important and not looking at it as this whole big thing you're going to do.
1: Yes, absolutely. and And that's kind of what I did when I started the business. I did a podcast. So I took a course on how to do a podcast, met a lot of great people, and then kind of ventured it on. So it was the same idea of like little chunks. And I think having that support too, right? Like you can work a little bit, but finding people that are doing the same thing, whether it's Facebook groups or LinkedIn, you know, whatever it is to find people who are kind of on the same journey as you. And you can share those steps as you're figuring it out.
0: Oh, I I so agree. I so agree. A support, a support system is, is fabulous. So we are sort of getting near uh, the end of our time together. And I always, um, I'd like to, you to just share, you know, we've talked about a bunch of different things, but if you can share, um, something that, you know, maybe we haven't talked about that you think that it's important for people to know?
1: I think check all the boxes. That's my big thing is that, you know, we've got one life and just, we're not so much the generations before us that graduated and went to retirement in the same job. Like oh. Annette and I are are examples. Like let's do all of the things. You can have your dream job and then switch to another. That's what I did. And and I'm so happy and and more confident and I just feel more fulfilled because of it. So I, I just want everyone to think about life as a bunch of boxes. Like don't just have a to-do list, do it, check off the boxes, try it. If it doesn't work, you can go back. Just cause you change careers doesn't mean you can't go back to what you were. You're still that person. You're still a magazine writer. I'm still a television producer. We can do that tomorrow if we wanted. So, look at life kind of as a bunch of adventures and try it all. We only get one chance and it's it really can be so fulfilling in so many ways when you can take that leap and, and go outside of your comfort zone.
0: Well, I, I love that idea of of adventure, and um, yeah, they always say that it's the things you don't do that that you regret. So um, how can people what's the best way for people to to reach you? Are you open to connecting on LinkedIn?
1: Absolutely, I've, LinkedIn is wonderful. I'm, sh- you know, Shannon Russell. You can find me. I have Second Act Success is my business on there. Um, I'm on a LinkedIn as well. Or you can go to my website, SecondActSuccess.co, and that has links to career advice, blogs, uh, my podcasts, ways to work with me, all of that.
0: Well, I thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. you know, I'm sure it would be beneficial to people who are either listening now or be watching on the replay or listening to this on my podcast of the same name. So, um, you know, thanks again. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And for everyone out there, have a great rest of your day. And I will see you back here next Thursday with another interesting guest. So have a great day. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Smarter Career and Business Moves podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe.